Alright, welcome to the Red Triangle Sports Podcast. Sons of Fantasy Football League Podcast brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. I will get that right one week, I promise. Um, we were off last week. Took a vacation from work. Um, took a vacation from the podcast. Just took a nice vacation. So, And I'm the only one with the hand-eye coordination or the technolo- technological <laughs> skills to get this podcast off. So... Um, Joining me this week, Eddie, I wasn't coming at you, that was a super bad joke, alright dude, like, joining me, obviously, Eddie Mitchum, the right hand man in the red triangle. Happy to be off the schneid, guys. Yeah, you got a dub. And then dub, the... Dub's everywhere last week. The salt-filled left hand man in the red triangle, Shane Stein, how you doing Shane? Okay to be here tonight, Matt. Yeah. I'm sure we'll just hear. Okay. I'm sure we'll hear plenty from you. Um, okay, because I'm just ruining your life the last week. Yeah, pretty much. I like it just, that way. Just messing my day up. I like you that. I like it that way. It's my favorite way. Um, we'll get into that. All right, let's start off with some trivia because I think I think tonight could get ugly. So. All right. Um, got a decent one up for you guys tonight there are so far through three weeks of the NFL season 14 players position players discounting quarterbacks defenses um, that are averaging at least 15 fantasy points a week in our league can you name the top 14 Kareem Hunt Kareem Hunt is clearly number one 31.4 Antonio Brown He's number five, 18.8. I just wanted to name two players on your team back-to-back. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> that might be done early. I don't pay attention enough to this stuff. I don't do well. All right, nice to have you, Shane. Who you got? Keep going. Let's go. Uh, I'll go with Freeman. Freeman? Devontae yeah. Freeman? Freeman is six. 18.7. Oh. I'm going to go with the, the big dog, number 3 0 on the Desert Dogs, Todd Gurley. Number two, 26.5. Uh, <laughs> the receivers have been doing well. This is, a, this is bad. Uh, Jordy Nelson. Jordan Nelson is not on the list. Ooh. Nice. Um, I'll take the dub here. I'm gonna go with uh, Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen not on the list. Ooh, all right. K- kicks back to Ed. Well, if you look at the agenda, the three players at the bottom are <laughs> there. So, <laughs> uh, Stephon Diggs. <laughs> Stephon Diggs is fourth, twenty point nine. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is eleventh, sixteen point two. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald is not on the list. Ooh. Oh, he burned me. I'll take for the win, Brandon Cooks. <laughs> Brandon Cooks is on the list. He's 13. Uh, 15 points. I think Chris Thompson might be on there, too. I was going to say Chris Thompson, but I just put, you said that those three were there. Yeah. Chris Thompson is number three. Yeah. 22.2. Wow. Uh, rounding but, but out. Someone once told me in week one that he was worth half of a running back. <laughs> that was week two. Right. Uh, Ty Montgomery, number seven. Carlos Hyde. Uh, that was Carlos Hyde. Shane's got to figure this out, man. I guess Katie didn't change his auto lock settings before the, before the <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, his phone auto locking is that what's happening? Yeah, just touched it every so often, so it doesn't. Well. Yeah. Well. So Ty Montgomery, Carlos Hyde, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, and then Jordan Howard is number fourteen. Wow, he's had one good game. I feel like that's correct. All right, not not a bad trivia question. 
I'm okay with it. All right, let's get into the biggest news of the week. The Patriots and the Desert Dogs pulled off a trade last night. The Desert Dogs receive Julio Jones and C.J. Anderson. And the Patriots receive T.Y. Hilton, Chris Carson, Jonathan Stewart, and $10 in the 2018 draft. Um, Ed, your thoughts. We'll go with, we'll go with you first. Um, I mean, I don't know. There's not really a lot to say. I think there was a clear winner. I think... I don't. I think there could have been more done if the goal was to stay competitive from Papa Cos, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on what you value Chris Carson as, and I'm not in on it. So <clears throat> that makes it more lopsided, in my opinion. But if someone's high on Chris Carson, I guess it becomes better. But I don't know. I don't think it's a league ruin, but I felt like it was tilted. Good, Shane. Yeah, um, pretty much what Ed said. This was this is a pretty one-sided deal. Uh, the Desert Dogs got a lot better. Um, the Patriots did not. <laughs> Desert Dogs gave up, or the Patriots gave up their two best players and didn't get a whole lot in return. It seems like I'm not really sure which way they were going here. That's what, that was the confusing part for me. I tried to look at most of a lot today and. Not really sure where they are going with this one. Usually, I like what the Patriots do, but I feel like just Julio alone could have got. Yeah, I think that was the that part that was that made it seem worse. I think if it's all that for Julio, then we're okay with it. But I think the talk DJ Anderson, who's been better than expected so far, even though he wasn't great last week, um, and. I just, I, I think that's what kind of tilted it. I think that's what Shane was trying to touch on was the addition of CJ to the deal. Well, I mean, personally, I, obviously I wanted CJ Anderson. I think he helps my team in the short term. I'm not counting on him to last the whole year. Um, he hasn't really shown that he's been able to do that in his career yet, other than maybe one year that his first year on the scene, but he started late. He hasn't been able to show that he can do it for a full 16 yet, so... I don't know. I have concerns about Julio's back. Obviously, it's limited in this week. He's been known to miss a game or two. Um, T.Y. Hilton's been a little better than him, mainly because of last week so far this year. But um, we'll see. I don't know. It was it was tough. I felt like I had to do it because I, I didn't want anyone else to get Julio. That was the main reason for me making this trade. So. I think it clearly makes your team the best team in the league, for sure. Um, you get rid of one guy that you're going to start, and you pick up arguably a top three receiver in football and startable running back every week. I mean... Well, you can't say I gave up one player I was going to start. Carson and Stewart were rotating in my RB2. And that was the that's where I needed to upgrade this team was the RB2 spot. I just so happened to upgrade at the receiver position a little bit too. So, I, I don't I I think T. Y. Hilton looked worse in the beginning of the year with Tolzien. Brissett's not bad. I don't know. Maybe it was just because they played the Browns last week, but I don't mind Brissett. I, I think the frustrating part for me is and. I know we were all kind of in on the Julio Julio talks with your dad. Tap your screen. And it went, and it went from uh, good call. It went from uh, him needing like Antonio Brown and cash to, just to get Julio, and then he goes and pulls a move like this, and it's like, how did he go from that to, to this? I'm like, I don't I don't get it. Like he needs Antonio Brown and twenty five dollars from me to get Julio Jones. I don't think he. Ha- I don't think he ever asked for Antonio Brown from you. He Is- said he he told me that he needed either Brown or Evans and twenty five bucks to get Julio. I think. And he- then I offered. I said no. And then I offered him Kareem Hunt straight up, and he said no. And I'm like, and I was like, all right, well I'm out. <laughs> so I think that's the frustrating part for me. I think he was just trying to rattle your cage a little bit. 
It was a hard bargain around, though. What? I was once, but he was driving a hard bargain around, so it kind of came by surprise to see him release both those guys. I don't know. I would have been happier to see him give you just Julio in that deal and collect some money and then disperse CJ elsewhere because I wanted to be in the CJ part because um, <clears throat> my RBs are a disaster. But I felt like I was going to have to throw AJ Green, a running back like Blunt, and like I was thinking Thielen. And like that, that deal, for me, I didn't like because for me, Green and Julio is who gets her first. They're both comparable. They're both going to miss games. It's who misses more and who misses them first. So that's why I couldn't be in on it. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. We'll see. The interesting thing is that we play each other this week, so we'll see how it shakes out. Hate to have guys that I traded him go off this week. Carson has a juicy matchup. We'll talk we'll talk about him um, later tonight. So that's enough on the Julio trade. Um, let's get into the waiver moves this week. CJ Procise goes to the Patriots now that he has Carson. Um, it's important to add Procise for him as the handcuff to Carson uh, for 17 bucks. He's now down to $40 of fab. Steel Curtain adds the Jaguars D for 17 as well. Hammer gets Robert Woods for 5 bucks. Bull Weevils add a quarterback, Trevor Simeon, for $4, like Simeon this week. Um, and the Mad Dogs add Dante Foreman for $3, upping my bid of one for Foreman. What do you guys think of the waiver ads this week? I was thrilled to find a top-five defense on the waiver wire. I wasn't letting them slip by. I don't know what the other bids were. I, didn't uh, see I, was, close, I was closest with seven. Yeah, I wasn't letting them slip by. So... Yeah, obviously seeing seventeen dollars on defense is something we're not used to. It's got to be the high bid for a defense, I would imagine, ever. Um, but yeah, there was a good one out there. It took advantage and went and got someone that can pretty much start every week. Um, I hadn't spent yet either, though, so that was I played into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, not a whole lot of huge moves. This week, no. I mean, I think Simeon's important for Bowl. Like I said, he's gonna, looks like he's going to be playing the quarterback game week to week. So adding uh, adding a quarterback with a, what I think is a good matchup. He's at home against the Raiders. I like that for Bowl. Um, and I like Foreman for Mick. Lamar Miller's been uninspiring so far. I thought he was the top running back on the wire this week to grab um, as a speculative ad. So I like that move. Steve Foreman playing out. I had I actually just put him on my watch list yesterday, so I didn't know that anyone was going to bid on him. I was just kind of wanting to keep an eye on him, but obviously someone did. Not yeah. a bad ad. Yeah, I was disappointed to miss out on that one. So, um, and then I guess we had a couple late ads um, in the free agent period. I dropped Brandon Coleman, picked up Sharkandrick West in another attempt to ruin Shane's life if Cream Hunt gets hurt. Um, the Seawolves added the Lions and dropped the Packers. And the Seawolves also added Andre Ellington. Uh, Mad Dogs added Tyrod Taylor. And then the Seawolves dropped John Brown and Thomas Rawls. So Goose Egg Brown is no longer owned. Oh, how. Back where he should be. Oh, how we. Your flame burned out so quickly, John Brown. Back right. where he should be. On the wire. <laughs> All right, let's get into the week four matchups. Start off with uh, Mick versus Butler. Question for Mick, is Adrian Peterson droppable? Yes. If he didn't get over 10 carries this week when they put in the game and then put away fashion, then I don't see how he does because I don't see this team being up and put away fashion a lot with that defense. So I don't know where his value is. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, at least while he's on the Saints. It's definitely droppable. I mean, I don't see where he's going to be useful for this team. We thought it would be maybe like a goal line back, and even that's not really the case. I mean, I think Alvin Kamara has shown that he's definitely good enough to 
to be a change of pace back and, and get some touches in there. And Ingram's still solid. So I, I think Peterson's time in New Orleans is short. Yeah, I uh, I was in on Adrian Peterson at the start of this year. I thought uh, I thought he was going to have a nice year. I thought that he'd have some opportunities to score some touchdowns in this offense. Um, not the case, not so far at least. So he just looks he looks old. Looks like it gets come and gone with him. I don't know. I don't know if if he would get dropped from the Saints. I'm sure someone would pick him up in a hurry, but. I don't know what kind of... I don't think there's a lead-back situation out there for him right now. So. Um, real quick, before we go to Butler's question, Eddie, everyone in America loves Tony Romo as an announcer. He's getting rave reviews. You you don't you don't like him. He can never talk. That's it? Just he's over the top? I think I just think it's too much. Like, I don't know. Like, I like a guy that goes in depth, but, like, for the casual fan about, like, the theory behind the play, but I want to hear a guy ramble on for about 10 and reference everything back to his playing days and what they looked at. He definitely seems like he's having fun. Um, he's better than Phil Simms, <clears throat> you can put it that way, I guess. Yeah, he's not the worst. Yeah. I just, it's I just too much. Still miss Gus Johnson. Um, all right, question for Butler's team. Will Chris Hogan finish the year as a top 24 wide receiver? Basically, will Chris Hogan be a wide receiver two in our league? I really, I mean, he just keeps doing it. And the weapons they have there, seems like he's kind of being forgotten. Um, he's just kind of running around free. Like people are trying to load up to stop Gronk, stop Hooks, and... Hogan just seems forgotten about, and he's putting up good numbers. So I, I think he definitely can. Yeah, yeah, he can. He's eighth right now. Um, the reason that he can't sustain—I don't think he's going to sustain top twelve by the end of the year. I think some people will catch him, but no reason that he can't be a wide receiver too, especially in this offense. Yeah, I think so as well. I, was, I liked Hogan at the start of this year. Obviously not this much. I thought he'd be more of a flex two, um, maybe a top thirty-six wide receiver. But I don't see any reason why uh, why he can't finish the year as a top twenty-four wide receiver. Um, bonus question for Butler: Over under forty-three touchdowns for Tom Brady this year? Over. I'll go over as well. I think I think he's going to be up around the forty-five range. So, all right, who you guys got winning this one? Mick versus Butler. 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 Clean, clean sweep. All right, Ty versus Fegley. Um, Ty's question: Would you play Tyrell Williams or Alan Hearns in the flex two spot? Hearns. I think they're going to have the ball a ton more. I think there's a lot more opportunities for him. Um, but I think I would go that route. I'd play Hearns. Playing against a bad team. Jacksonville should be able to move the ball, score. I'll take Hearns as well. I think that's a move Ty's got to make. I don't know if he's necessarily his long-term answer in the, in the flex two spot. I think that's the one spot on Ty's team he still really has to improve. Um, but definitely uh, definitely like Hearns this week more than Tyrell Williams. What do you guys think about Leonard Fournette against the Jets going to another Jaguars? Fournette a top five play this week for Fegley and the Clan. I haven't dug into Fandle yet, so I don't know if I can say he's top five, but um, I definitely like it. You think they're going to be put away fast and early, so I think they they get up and their offense, their defense just holds them down and they pound them late. I'm gonna say no. Got a sneaky suspicion that this isn't going to be a great game for the Jaguars' run offense. You don't like him going across the world. 
coming back from London, did big win. Uh, I'm just feeling like they might struggle a little bit early on. Could see that happening. Definitely could see it happening. Who you guys got winning this one? Um, Fleetwood franchise or the clan? I will go <clears throat> with the franchise. Um, I will also go with the franchise. I think Fagley goes to 0-4, unfortunately for him. Like some of his matchups this week, but I think he's just missing a couple guys. I'm going to go with the clan. I think they pick up the first up. He needs it. He definitely needs it. Um, all right, question for Spears. With Baltimore's struggles, Joe Flacco looked like the worst quarterback ever last week in London. Is Jeremy Macklin the startable player? Uh, give me a second to switch to his team in here. Hold on. Um, yes, on his team, he is. You're today. I mean, barely. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't. I don't even think I would, but. I mean, who, who else is he going to go with Deshaun Jackson? Yeah, that's who I was kind of looking at. I thought Deshaun Jackson would have been a good play. I feel like that's the one you would probably replace him with, right? I think there's a. I think he could replace him with Smallwood. You like Smallwood? Yeah, I, unfortunately, I'm stuck watching the Eagles every week on the TV while I watch the Steelers on my laptop, and I think Smallwood's looked explosive. Oh, really? I felt like he should have been getting the ball more before the Sproles injury, but I think Why? I think I like Smallwood. Eddie, you were also one talking about the number two receiver against um, the Chargers. Torrey Smith? Yeah, I think number two receiver against the Chargers is going to become a thing with Verrett being out. I think they're going to I think it could open up something for the number two receiver. It's something I'm interested in watching. All right. I think Deshaun Jackson is the move. Obviously, the Giants are a tough D, but um, I've liked the way Jackson's looked so far in that offense. So, um, Is Christian McCaffrey the Panthers' best wide receiver? Sure is. <laughs> well, are you talking about healthy wide receiver or... I'm saying, is he their most effective wide receiver? I mean, obviously, Kelvin Benjamin's probably more talented. But looking at the way this team is, I think McCaffrey's the one that's going to have the better year. Um, I think, to answer your question, Benjamin's their best receiver. I see what you're getting at. McCaffrey's um, a running back, so obviously, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I know, no, I'm, I wasn't trying to be a dad. I still think Benjamin is a better, is better. Um. For fantasy purposes, yeah, you're out of your mind. Eighty percent of those Olsen targets are going to go to McCaffrey. He's going to get the ball in the same spots as the field as Olsen. Everything over the middle is going to be him. I'm I'm keeping an eye on Curtis Samuel too. I think he may end up being something this year. So, I like McCaffrey though. Ed, how do you feel? <coughs> how do you feel about McCaffrey? Do you feel like you were still right about him? Um, or are you thinking maybe you you missed on that not getting any McCaffrey shares? Um, I don't feel like my take on it was wrong, but I feel like the situation has changed dramatically. Yes. If I don't know Grant was going to go down and they were going to need someone to get the ball in their hands quickly and run those intermediate things, I mean, it, it's not going to be Dixon. So yeah, uh, I think McCaffrey gets a ton of those targets. Because I, I don't think it changes for what Ben does. So I think it's a huge uptick for McCaffrey. All right, who wins this week? Um, sure versus Spears. Um, this is a tough one. I will go with... Sure. Spears. I'm going to take sure as well. 
Aaron Rodgers already has a touchdown tonight, so obviously helps. Uh, helps out uh, Team Ice Cream. So let's go on to the games in the Favre division. Eddie versus Bowl. Curtin versus the Weevils. Eddie, on your team, who goes off more this week? AJ Green against Cleveland or Michael Thomas against Miami? Cleveland's a brutal pass defense. So, uh, as much as I think Miami struggles against wide receivers as well, I do think they could be a little sluggish across the pond. So, I'm going to go with A.J. Green also. He will probably be in most of my fan lineups again this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with Green as well. Um, I just think he's going to tear up Cleveland a little bit this weekend. Yeah. All right, very good. We're all in agreement there. Um, question for the Weevils. Can Terrell Pryor turn it around? He's been very disappointing. Gets a decent matchup against Kansas City this week. Um, what do you guys think? I, uh, I don't think so. I'm not, I wasn't sold to them earlier in the year. I didn't get a lot of pieces of them, so... Um, I wasn't sure he was good. I heard an interesting stat. I wish I could regurgitate what it was, but it was something about the amount of yards the ball traveled in the air to him and how efficient he was with his targets and things like that last year. And I think I touched on that in a little preseason write-up I did about him and just the sheer amount of volume. He killed with volume. Um, his catch percentage was terrible. And I'm just not sure that he's good. Um I think he survived last year because he had to grow to him a ton because they didn't really care. But that's not going to be the case, and I don't think he's that good. No, I'm out on prior. I'm out. So, I don't think he's very good at all. Yeah, it's disappointing. I mean, I think there's a lot of weapons in Washington, which obviously hurts between prior. Crowder, Reed, Vernon Davis, if Reed's on in, Davis has shown that he's still really impressive. And the emergence of Chris Thompson has really helped. So I think that definitely hurts, whereas last year he was pretty much the only guy in the passing game for Cleveland. So that definitely helped him out. But I just think Kirk Cousins is also a really good quarterback. He doesn't mind spreading the ball around. Doesn't really care who gets it. Dude can sling it. Um, Grant and Doxon are still in play as well. So like, like Kirkie. Like him a lot, um, so I'm not totally out on Pryor yet. I think there's weeks where he's going to be usable, but um, the loss of Allen Robinson really hurts this team because he's kind of forced to play Pryor um, most weeks. I mean, he still has Crabtree and Fitzgerald, but I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to keep Mike Gillisley and even maybe Isaiah Crowell in that lineup. So. Who you guys got winning this one? Steel Curtain versus the Bull, Bull Weevils. One and two teams. Uh, both looking to get to 500 in the Favre. I know it's a bad omen. It never works, but I'm going to take belts here. I just feel like I'm kind of finally getting out of the woods here in terms of bad. I'm just kind of looking at my team be some favorable ones for the first time in a while. So. I'm going to go with the week. I think you said the Weevils. Is that what you said? I did. I'm going to go with the Weevils. Close. 
All right, I'm going to take the curtain as well. Let's go with the family outing. Myself versus Papa Kaz, dogs versus Patriots. Uh, question for my team. What do you guys think's wrong with Amari Cooper? Um, he's not very good at catching the football. That's it. Nice and concise. Yeah. Thank you. Um, if he stopped dropping, the numbers would be a hell of a lot. Yeah, it just drops. He'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. Um, obviously, this isn't the first year. Matter of fact, last year's the first year he caught the football. Obviously, don't like the matchup this week. Um, never really like him going into Denver, but, but um, I think he's going to be fine the rest of the way. So I'll figure it out. Did you guys know the Broncos only allowed seven pass touchdowns last year, and Cooper was one of six wide receivers to score a touchdown against them? Did not know that. We'll see if it. Uh, we'll see if it can repeat itself. I would definitely like to see a Cooper score this week. Um, I'm I'm a little concerned, but I, I still have confidence. I think their schedule has been. Um, Actually, pretty easy at the beginning of the year against Tennessee, Jets, and Washington. But they just don't look right right now. So I think there's other issues um, other than Cooper that they need to iron out. Um, the next two weeks will be tough against Denver and Baltimore. But after that, gets a little better with the Chargers, the Chiefs, Buffalo, and Miami before the bye. So we shall see. But uh, Those matchups sound like 20 Crabtree crab touchdowns. Yeah, you love Crabtree. I have zero Coopers and a ton of Crabtree. That's fine. Uh, question for Papakaz's team. Can Chris Carson be top 12 rest of the year? No. No. Um, I'm going to say he has a chance to. I think he's probably more like top 16. But I like the fact that he's going, it looks like he's going to get 15 to 20 touches a game. And usually that's what leads you to RB1 status, is pure volume. I mean, Rawls played one snap last week. Eddie Lacy's destined for Cutsville. Um, and Procise can't seem to stay healthy. So I think Carson's going to get a monster workload this year, which I think could propel him to maybe like top 15, top 16. But I think. He might miss out on top twelve stripping because of the Seahawks offensive line. So tried to add Carson in every league that I could in the last couple weeks. Who wins this one? Myself and Papa Kaz. The dogs. The dogs. They have all the good players from the Patriots. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna not even entertain that. And take myself as well. All right, spotlight matchup of the week: Stein versus Phil. Top two teams in the Favre division. Uh, numbers two and three in the power rankings. Question for Stein's team: Will Kareem Hunt ever not have a twenty-point effort? Um. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, no. no. Uh, um, yes, of course. But I mean, things are looking pretty good, huh? Guy's pretty. Uh, he's pretty good running back, huh? Yeah, he's not bad. I really underestimated his speed. He's the fastest kid alive. <laughs> he's pretty quick. That's pretty quick. two super bad references in one podcast, too. Um, question for Phil's team can we just all marvel at the running back depth that this team has right now between Bell, Hyde, Chris Thompson Tariq Cohen and Mark Ingram it's really outstanding running back depth Um, maybe you could use it to get a quarterback but question for Phil's team is Chris Thompson for real I don't think it's going to be sustainable to make a lot of big plays. I mean, eventually that's going to come down to the 
five for thirty on the catches. So it's not it's not sustainable. But he's certainly been out the gates here. Well, as we talked about in trivia, he's the third overall position player right now. Um, I don't think you're talking about that level. Is that sustainable? I guess you're saying sustainable as a starter. Yeah, just is it, yeah. Is he going to be a player that Phil can count on week in and week out? Ah, uh, man, it kills me to say this, but I think he is. I think he, he is. He looks really good. I think he's definitely, definitely a flex worthy play every week. All right, Shane's eating some crow there. I agree. Um, I, I think at some point, I mean, there's going to be weeks where he puts up four or five point efforts just based on game flow or teams planning planning around his abilities. But definitely like the upcoming matchups: Chiefs this week. They they're off in week five. Niners like that matchup. Like like him against the Eagles. Like him against Dallas. Um, he may be someone that can do some things against Seattle too. Um, definitely think there's a path to Chris Thompson being an RB2 at year end so I think he looks really good right now who do you guys have winning this one spotlight matchup of the week take your ball and go home versus Seawolves I go with the Wolves I think the flex spots will be an issue for the go homers yeah um I usually own Phil, but uh, I just don't have some great matchups this week. I think Phil Phil has a little bit better matchup wise, so I think it's Phil in a low scoring game. I think we're both. I don't think we both put up a whole lot of points this week. Um, I'm gonna take take your ball and go home. They've been the most consistent team in the league so far. I think that's what uh, I think it stays stays that way. All right, rapid fire. You guys ready? Let's do it. I guess I don't even know who plays who this weekend, but sure. Who you got rest of the year? Carson Palmer or Jay Cutler? Uh, Cutler. Ugh. That's all dirty. Palmer. God. That's bad. I'm going to double down on smoking Jay and his scowl. I'll take Jay Cutler. Um, bigger game this week: Lashawn McCoy against the Falcons or Ezekiel Elliott against the Rams. I'll take Zeke McCoy. I will also take Shady McCoy. Um, who do we trust more, Deshaun Jackson or Sammy Watkins? <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, Sammy. I'll go with Watkins as well, just because I think McVay is pretty good. I will also take Sammy Watkins. Both players have a little goose egg in them, though. Bigger question mark. Martavis Bryant on the road or Ben Roethlisberger on the road? Uh, Martavis. Because we already know Ben's bad on the road. Not even a question anymore. Who'd you say, Ed? Ben, because I don't think Martavis is a question mark if Ben is. I agree. I think, that's a, I think it's a statement. He's the receiver. Yeah, it's Ben for me, too. But I understand what Shane's going with that. It's not really a question mark for Ben because we know he's bad. <laughs> Usual. Yeah, more likely to be top twenty at year end. Chris Thompson or Tariq Cohen? Joystick. Uh, I think it's Thompson. I will also go with the joystick. Tariq Cohen. I think he's actually the best receiver on the Bears. <laughs> so, um, who do we like more rest of year? Trevor Simeon or Eli Manning? I'm going to go with Simeon. I think he's good. Simeon. I think Eli stinks. I'm going to take Eli. I like uh, like the way he looked last week, having all three receivers available to him. Evan Ingram has been a surprise so far. 
As long as those four guys can stay on the field together, I think Eli's going to be okay the rest of the year. Everything was three-step drops, though. Was that not? What's the... What? You got to explain. I know what a three-step drop is, but why is that bad? Like, I feel like 75% of their passes were slant. Like, how long can you produce with that? They're not going to be able to stretch the field because their offensive line is awful. Yeah. That's you just can't the, hold the ball for longer than three seconds. That's just the offensive genius of Ben McAdoo, though. I mean, that's all that is. Yeah. Guy's a monster. He's really good. And, High school custodian. Yeah, and he will sell you a used car if he if you uh, give him the <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> um, who's going to have the better season, Chuck Clay or Evan Ingram? Ooh. Yeah, it's a good uh, one, right? Good questions tonight. Yeah, it's like... Just dumpster diving. Uh, I'll go with Chuck. Chucky. Too many weapons in New York. Uh, I'm going to go with Ingram. And who's top five at season end? All three of these receivers are top five currently. Um, The other two rounding out the top five are Antonio Brown and Brandon Cooks. I think if we looked at it, I don't think either of us would be surprised. Any of us would be surprised if those guys were top five. I think if one of these three players were, we'd be surprised. So who has the better chance to be top five? Diggs, Tyreek Hill, or Larry Fitzgerald? Stefan Diggs. I'm really excited about Teddy Two Gloves coming back in to get him going. When's that going to happen? Uh, Next year. Next year? Said at the beginning of the year that it wasn't dead, and I'm sticking to my guns. Mm. Uh, it's Diggs. It's Diggs. The guy's, guy's the real deal. I will take um, Reek. Love me some Reek. Alright. So, now it's time for bold predictions and the two-for-one special. Um, Ed, in week two, you went 2-0 and oh on the two-for-one special. You're 2-2 two and two so far this year, just to let you know. So let's all quick scramble for 30 seconds and get some bold predictions together here. Yeah, I'm just going to skip the bold predictions. i got nothing for you. Come on, man. I'm, I'm looking at spreads. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to make picks, too. I forgot about that. Um, Deshaun Watson, QB1. Deshaun Watson, QB1. Interesting. Let me write that down for you. All right, I got, I got one here. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, top six QB. All right. I meant top 12 when I said QB1. Yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. Um, I'm going to go with Trevor Simeon, top 10 this week. back bold prediction gonna go with Joe Mixon finds the end zone twice this week uh allow pal 15 fantasy points that is so bold I like that one I don't think he has 15 this year so far. Yeah, I was going to say 10, but... No, 15 is bold. 15 is bold. I like that. going to go with... Devin Funchess. <laughs> Over 10 fantasy points this week. <laughs> That's... That's borderline suicide right there. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with my wide receiver. Both Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb will score a touchdown this week. Oh, wait. That already happened. Never mind. Um, <laughs> who do we like this week? Who do we like... Marquise Goodwin catches a monster. All right, Guru. (laughs) 
I hear you listening to the show in the morning. Um, I'm going to go Kenny Stills, top 25 wide receiver this week. Revenge game. up with a two for one big dog Lions plus two alright and keep riding the Eagles Eagles plus two how are the Lions getting points in that game how are the Eagles getting points against the Chargers going cross country Eagles plus two as well. All right, those, that's your two for one underdog special right there. All right, and then let's make our best bets. Let's first of all let's go back and look at week two. See how everyone did. Update the standings. I should probably do that ahead of time. I had the Ravens. That was a winner. No one else was on that with me. The Ravens were a winner. Week two. Yeah. yeah. You guys both had the Patriots. They were winners. Oh, you're on week two? Yeah, I'm updating. We didn't have a podcast last week, remember? Oh, yeah. I had the Raiders, so I went 3-0. and Uh... Eddie had the Eagles. Oh no, sorry, Shane had the Eagles. That was a loser. Bills plus seven in week two. They lost nine three. The dub. <laughs> nice pick, Shane. <laughs> I had the Saints as well. That's a loss. <laughs> Take that out. That was a loss, he said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Eddie had Titans minus two and a half and Redskins plus two and a half. Titans were a win. And the Skins were a win as well. So Eddie with the three and a week as well. Too bad I can't get six in a row and win that stupid pool. Yep, so right now to update the standings, Eddie is four and two, Shane's two and four, and I am five and one. Alright, who wants to give me their three best bets for week four? Detroit plus two. Okay. Jacksonville minus three and a half. Okay. Bengals minus three and a half. Alright. Lock that in. I'll go with Washington. What are they getting at? Seven? Seven? Um, I'll go with San Francisco. What are they getting? Seven? Yes. And I'll go with The Bills, what are they getting? Eight, eight and a half? Uh, where are they? Eight. All right, I'm, bills all, eight. I'm also hopping on the Bills, plus eight, like that one. Um, Ed, what do you got the Cowboys at? Six. Take the Cowboys minus six. And 
You got the Patriots at nine? Yes. Patriots minus nine. Lock those in for week four. Um, all right. Anything else for the good of the order? Big week. All I guys need to Subscribe. Yeah, put down. Nah, I got nothing for you, pussies. Um. Yeah, it's uh, week four. Got two weeks of the divisional matchups left. Then we get into the crossover games. It's going to be interesting to see after week five where everyone sits. Um, definitely a lot of moving and shaking left to do. Also, be interested to see if Fegley loses, how quick that fire sale sign goes up. Um, there's not a lot of pieces to be had, so it's going to be a mad dash to see who can get them. I know I've already kicked the tires. I think you guys have as well, so... Yeah, so wrapping up the week four Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. Thanks to Eddie and Shane for joining me. I'm your host, Matt Kozlowski, the Desert Dog. Good luck in week four to everyone except for the Go Homers. <laughs>